Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. Today I'm addressing high blood pressure and risk factors for high blood pressure. Last week I addressed sodium, or I more specifically I addressed potassium with a slight mention of sodium in that same topic. And I mentioned a little bit about how Potassium helps balance sodium in the body and helps with fluid balance and blood pressure. So today I want to address about high blood pressure and what we can do about it, at least from a diet or nutrition perspective. So many people in the United States have high blood pressure and don't even know it. And even if people may be aware that they have elevated blood pressure, they may not think that it is serious. I have measured hundreds of people, their blood pressure, I should say, I've measured their blood pressure in so many people. And when I tell them, well, your numbers are a little above normal and you need to keep an eye on this, maybe have it checked regularly or follow up with your physician. I've so often told, more often than not, oh, no, that's my normal. And they weren't addressing it. Some medical conditions, like diabetes, can increase the risk for high blood pressure, but there are also steps to reduce the risk of high blood pressure by changing what we do have in our control. 
Now, there are things that are out of our control, such as family history and age, but we can still do many things to reduce the risk of getting high blood pressure or hypertension in other ways. Now, there are some cases where you will temporarily have a higher blood pressure, like if you're taking a cough syrup or a cold medication, or you have just literally just finished exercise, your blood pressure will be elevated. But those are very acute or short term conditions. And that should not be what we're looking at long term. Now, first, let me address what we call prehypertension, or as I've mentioned, elevated blood pressure. So we don't go straight to a diagnosis of hypertension or telling somebody they have long-term or high or chronic high blood pressure. There's almost always this condition that we refer to as prehypertension or where the blood pressure is elevated, where the numbers are above what are expected to be normal, but not yet in the diagnosis of high blood pressure. So prehypertension is readings over several occasions when the blood pressure is higher than normal. But again, it's not yet the diagnosis of high blood pressure or hypertension. Because high blood pressure or hypertension, I, I need to stop going with both of these. And I'll explain that in a second. Because this develops over time, we do often have the opportunity of knowing that a longer term or more serious diagnosis coming if we pay attention. So with prehypertension, we can take steps to reduce our blood pressure. And if we don't, we can increase our risk of developing chronic high blood pressure. So chronic high blood pressure is also referred to as hypertension. And I used to assume everybody knew that, but I had somebody tell me one time, no, I don't have hypertension, but I do have high blood pressure. So those are uh, the same thing. The diagnosis is hypertension. So these numbers, elevated blood pressure is generally between, here's the numbers, 120 over 80 millimeters of mercury. So 120 over 80 if it's less than that, that's good. But if it's between 120 over 80 and 129 over 80, that's elevated blood pressure. So the top number or the systolic number, when that number is elevated, that can be prehypertension. But again, keep in mind, one reading is not a diagnosis. It would be several readings over several days in different situations is what we pay attention more. Now, risk factors for hypertension. Lifestyle has a significant impact on our risk of getting high blood pressure. So what is what are these lifestyle risks? I know you're going to be shocked by this one. Diet, what we're eating, or more specifically, what we're not eating. So as I mentioned in last week's episode regarding potassium, a diet high in sodium and low in potassium increases the risk for high blood pressure. And this just 
isn't just adding the banana to your diet every day. So listen to that episode using the link in the show notes, or that's episode 32, again, from last week, where I talk about some of the foods that have potassium. Uh, So it's the shortcut here, more fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables across the board have potassium in them. So it isn't just the salt in the diet, but the combination of too much salt and not enough potassium. And most of our highly processed and restaurant foods are high in sodium and low in potassium. So just some minor changes will switch that up quite a bit. Eating out less or reducing highly processed foods and increasing our fruits and vegetable intake can do a huge benefit to not just our blood pressure, but many other risk factors for chronic disease. Another lifestyle factor, moving more, getting regular physical activity. It helps our heart and our blood vessels stay strong and healthy, which may help lower blood pressure. Regular physical activity really helps our circulatory system. And people are like, no, well, I don't exercise because it makes my blood pressure go up. It's temporary and most, the more fit you are, the faster your blood pressure recovers following exercise. I've done uh, exercise stress tests and Within five minutes, the blood pressure, it's actually less than five minutes, but the blood pressure goes back to the pre-exercise number. So regular physical activity has so many benefits. So blood pressure, healthier blood pressure is just one of them. Now, excess body weight, or more specifically, excess body fat, means more work for your heart. And that extra work for the heart contributes to more work for the blood vessels in the circulatory system, increasing blood pressure. However, it is very important to note people who do not have the classification of overweight or obesity can still have high blood pressure. So this is not doing a blame of excess body weight. It is just noting a risk factor. Alcohol Drinking too much alcohol, even on one occasion, can increase the blood pressure. Now, in certain situations, one glass of alcohol, or I should say one serving of alcohol, can help lower blood pressure, but after that, it helps, I should say not helps, it can increase blood pressure. So, I have a link in the show notes to the um, previous podcast I have about alcohol and moderation, that's alcohol, that's episode 10, defining what alcohol and moderation means. Now, those non-modifiable risk factors, those things we can't change, genetics, we do see things that run in the family, but sometimes we don't know how much is genetics versus the environment. Because Families often have similar habits, similar eating habits, similar lifestyle factors. So how much is genetics and how many of these risk factors are other lifestyle factors? But I tell people, don't blame it all on your parents. Don't blame it all on your family 
or your family history. Do what you can with your lifestyle to make your risk, to lower your risk. Age. Blood pressure does tend to rise as we age. That's a fact. An estimated 90% of us will eventually get high blood pressure. But at what age will that be for you? That doesn't mean it's inevitable or you should just say, ah, screw it. I'll just eat how I want. Well, of course, you can eat how you want. But don't say, oh, well, I'm going to do this because I'm 60 and I just don't need to pay attention anymore because you may live to be 100. Race or ethnicity. We do know that black people are much more likely to develop high blood pressure compared to Alaskan natives, American Indians, Asians, Hispanic, Pacific Islanders, and white people. We need to be aware of this and everyone needs to know their numbers. So this is just making note that depending, or doesn't depend on your race or ethnicity, but just acknowledge that there may be higher risk depending on your ethnic background, your race, and it needs to be addressed. Don't ignore it. Here's the number one thing I tell people. Know your numbers. You don't need to know every single moment what your blood pressure is. But when your blood pressure is measured, ask for the numbers and make a note of them. You can record them or you can, um, I, I keep track of it in my phone. I just mention it or I should just make a note of it in my notes of where, what, what the numbers are that day, especially as they start to trend up. If it's trending up, it may be a one-time thing, but at least I can remember or look up what they were last month. You can also get a home blood pressure monitor and measure blood pressure regularly. Uh, just don't get too obsessed about it. But don't ignore the numbers, pay attention to them, and make appropriate lifestyle changes. There's a lot I did cover in this with regard to blood pressure. Please don't blow off your numbers. If they come out high or you're not sure what they mean, look it up. Double check it. Make a note of them. Track them. Don't be obsessed about them, but don't ignore it. And you can address it. And if you want help with lifestyle changes to do, improve your blood pressure or other health outcomes, reach out to me. I have a link in the show notes on how to connect and we can talk about how we can work together to help you with a plan to improve your overall health. Just to let you know, a lot of the things that we can do to improve our overall health, it can be one or two things that will help address multiple things with regard to our health. And that's real world nutrition. You will take care of yourself. Bye for now. I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites 
by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, shellyrael.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.